one of the questions I'm often asked the most is what was that trigger that finally led me to do this? Meaning, do the work around living your best life in Africa and employment rights online, which are my two main side hustles, both of which have podcasts. And what I can say is that I had reached a point where I was tired. I just did not want to get up for work in the mornings anymore. And I had reached my breaking point of no longer wanting to do what I had been doing for the last 25 years. I had just had enough. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK. But I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After travelling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. You're listening to episode 135. So I'm into the last week of recruiting for my next cohort of students for the Start Your Side Hustle coaching programme. And I'm reminded of some of the questions I have been asked across the years by people who are interested in my programmes or interested in my motivations for living in Malawi and visiting other African countries. So I thought, why not share my answers with you in this last episode before the podcast moves back to its two-weekly slot? Because maybe there are some listeners out there in Listenerland who might be interested in some of my experiences. And maybe my experiences might encourage you to take the plunge and start taking those tiny steps to take back control of your life. Because what I know is that when I took the plunge, this is when my life really took off. So here goes. One of the questions I'm often asked the most is what was that trigger that finally led me to do this? Meaning, do the work around living your best life in Africa and employment rights online, which are my two main side hustles, both of which have podcasts. And what I can say is that I had reached a point where I was tired I just did not want to get up for work in the mornings anymore and I had reached my breaking point of no longer wanting to do what I had been doing for the last 25 years. I was tired of the racism at work. 
I was tired of training others only to see that those others would be promoted ahead of me and I would remain in the same position. I was tired of the way I was being spoken to at work when I worked as an employee and I was tired of seeing those same grey walls and those same grey people every morning. I had just had enough and I Well, I did what I have never advocated in my podcasts that you should do, which is to leave without a plan. But that is just what I did. I had taken my employer to employment tribunal on three separate occasions and nothing had changed despite my winning two of my cases. I had to withdraw the third case because of the ill health caused by the racism I suffered at work. But those two wins changed nothing and I watched the racists who had battered my work in life being promoted into bigger and better positions and I had just had enough. So when the opportunity came for me to take redundancy, I jumped at the chance, much to the surprise of the people I worked with. I think they thought I would be there forever for them to torture me because they always believe that our need for the job would always be a stronger reason to come to work and be bullied and abused. And for us, when you don't have that choice, that need for the job has always fed this vicious cycle of needing a job, suffering at work and not being able to leave because we need the job. So to the surprise of the people I worked with, I broke that cycle because for me, nothing was more important than my happiness and my emotional well-being. So I left and I did not have a plan. But what I did have was a little bit of money that allowed me to take a break and think about my next steps. And don't think that 20 odd years of service entitled me to some big money because it didn't. In case you missed it, trade unions sold out the enhanced contract agreements for all lower ranking managers and workers, whilst leaving the top positions in local government, leaving those managers with fat financial goodbyes when they left their jobs. And what this meant is that I left with barely any money to show for my 20 plus years of full service. But I left. And to be honest, it was the single greatest gift that I have ever given to myself. Because when I left, I gave myself the gift of freedom and the gift of life. The next question I'm often asked is how I made my first money from my side hustle. And was it hard? And I love this question because it always gives me an opportunity to let people know that there is nothing I teach on my Start Your Side Hustle coaching program that I have not first practiced on myself. Everything I teach, I have been through, and this is why I know that my coaching program works. You can also go on to my sites, my websites, and my social media pages to hear the experiences of my students, who also echo what I'm saying, and I'm not paying them to say that. So after leaving my job, 
I took a few months out and during that time I set up systems for employment rights online, which is my online employment rights advocacy service. I registered my business with Companies House, but I did it under the name of Stuck Limited, S-T-U-U-K, which stood for Sod the Union in the UK. Because this is how I truly felt after never getting any help from the union, despite paying my just-in-case subscriptions for all of my working life from the age of 16. So I was mad And that is reflected in the name I chose for my business, which is a stupid name that no one could find. Hence why I trade under the name of Employment Rights Online, because it does what it says on the tin. So I set up a website, I set up an advocacy service, and I wrote some digital employment rights books, which are up for sale on the Amazon site. And I slowly built up this side hustle, making money on my books and off my advocacy services. And that is where my first money came from. I found the setting up of these products for my side hustle really easy. Why? Because I know employment rights like the back of my hand. It is my passion. I had eaten, slept and breathed this thing for all of my working life, including spending 25 years as an employment tribunal lay judge hearing employment tribunal cases. So I was passionate about this thing and I was passionate about helping others to challenge bad treatment at work. So I didn't find setting up these products hard at all because all I was doing was putting my passion onto paper and into a plan to make me money. So like I say, this is how I made my first ever money in my side hustle. Whilst I was building my side hustle, there were times that I made enough money to cover my living costs. But when business was slow... I did agency work because now I'm a free agent and in doing agency work that is where I found the biggest revelation because I discovered that my skills were valued at almost three times the hourly rate than the rate I had been paid when I was a permanent employee. It was hard not to be vexed when I thought about the saying if only I had known then what I know now. But I was where I was and I was earning as an agency worker almost three times what I was paid as a permanent worker. And now, whenever I'm visiting the UK and I know I have some extra time on my hands, I contact my agent and I earn that fast money because there is always something I can do and people I can help with that extra money. So that's how I earn my living from my side hustles and from selling my skills to agencies. Another question prospective students also ask me is, do I have to have a plan to live in Africa to do your coaching programme? Because I don't know where I want to live in the future and I might even want to stay in the UK. And the short answer to that question is no. Living your best life in Africa doesn't mean that everyone that comes onto my coaching programme has to want to live in Africa. 
I always encourage people to listen to the podcast episodes because you get a full picture of what this side hustle is about. Living your best life in Africa is a metaphor for living your best life and living the life of your dreams in a hot country of your choice because that's what most black people want. Or if not that, then living in your hot living room armchair in the UK or in America or in some other Western country, if that is your paradise. The key point is that living your best life in Africa works for you and with you. So you have the choice to decide where your best life should be, what your best life should look like and how you want to live your best life. Some of my students want to live their best life in an African country, like me, and are making strong plans to leave their jobs and work their side hustles from the countries of their dreams. Others have used their side hustle inspiration to visit different countries, just to look, see what else is out there, and have found this experience really fulfilling and really inspirational because they then come back to their Western countries full of enthusiasm to push on through and make that extra side hustle money so they can claim back more of their time from the job and spend more time doing things that enriches their lives, like travelling and spending more time working on their passions. I chose the name Living Your Best Life in Africa for this side hustle because it reflected what I am doing. I wanted to quit my job and live my best life in an African country of my dreams. This is my story, but there are many other versions and variations of the stories of my students. And that is the great thing about living your best life in Africa, because the real work of this side hustle is to support you and encourage you and coach you to want more than the nine to five day job, to use your passions, hobbies, skills and interests to get you there and to put you in a position where you are earning enough money from your side hustle to bring real choices into your life. This is what worked for me and put me in a position where I'm creating this podcast and where I've created the coaching program and where I've created books and tools and skills which are there to support you. And the final interesting question that often comes up is around people asking me whether they need to have a special qualification to come on to the coaching programme. And I can understand why this question is asked. Black children in UK schools in my generation were never encouraged to be anything other than workers in other people's businesses. I think I remember talking about this before in one of my earlier podcast episodes that I remember being in a class at school, which then was a Catholic convent girls school. And I remember being with a teacher that hated me because as children, we knew when teachers just hated us. They hated the sight of us. They hated hearing our voices. She hated me and that's how she made me feel. 
that teacher loved to embarrass the black girls in the class by asking all the children who had jobs or university places to put up their hands. And then the hands of all the European girls would go up and the hands of all the African descent girls would stay down. And then all the European girls would laugh at us alongside that teacher. There were no Asian girls in my class at the time. And as if that wasn't enough, when we went to our careers lessons, we were never encouraged to study business or to start our own businesses. We were never given work experiences that pushed these particular interests. We were never informed about things like the Prince's Trust and the help we could get to start our own businesses. And we were never supported to reach for the stars in our careers choices. For me, I was informed that the only job I should look for was as a cleaner or a shelf stacker in one of the local supermarkets. And I only got two choices because I told my careers advisor that I didn't eat meat and therefore didn't want a cooking job. But this legacy of poor expectations and poor outcomes for African descent children in Western schools has had and continues to have long and lasting outcomes for African descent people of my generation. Because when you grow up with a belief in scarce resources, it can make you risk averse. It can make you want to just toe the line and do what you have to do to keep what is yours. And I understand that and I have a lot of respect for that. All I'm saying is that it doesn't have to be either or. We can do both and living your best life in Africa teaches you to hold on to that job but to also use your free time to create side hustles that give you increased life chances and life choices. But I am happy to report that in 2022 and actually from about 2018 I've seen some real signs that we are slowly beginning to climb out of this legacy of deficit. And that's because of the power of the internet and social media to act as that great levelling tool, meaning that it's much harder for these two things to racially discriminate. And that means that if you are determined to find the information you need to take the steps you need in your life to make your life better, anyone can find this information and take those steps. And that's great because what this has led to is a level of black sit, which is a term used to describe black people who are leaving Western countries to live in African and Caribbean countries. We now have a level of black sit, which sees increased numbers of African descent people, including increasing numbers of young people under the age of 29 who are taking their businesses and their skills and their passions to African countries and setting up shop there. We are now living in an age where there is so much help out there to help you do almost anything that you want to do. 
And what that means is that there is no need to believe that if you failed at school or if you fail at school, your life chances and choices are over. This is the unintended gift that the internet and social media has delivered to black people who want to try something different at minimum and no cost to the day job. Now we have online social media groups like the Black Online Economy, which is a group of black businesses numbering over 160,000. And it also includes people looking to shop with black businesses. And in that group, thousands of business to customer and business to business transactions are generated every year. Something that would just not have happened even five years ago. And we now have a full range of black businesses being set up from quirky things like plant-based hair extensions for black hair to providing spa and salon parties for girls under 12. And we even have common businesses done in a different way, like nail salon and eyelash parties done in someone's home. Like the way our parents used to sell Tupperware or Avon. No skills required, because here people are working with their passions while still doing the day job. But they're doing it with a plan to eventually make enough money to change their working habits. And that is all you need to do my coaching programme. A passion. And I will help you to narrow down that passion and to then develop your plan. And I could go on because there are many questions I would love to talk about. And I might even talk about some of those questions in the next episode. But to do it in this episode would make the podcast just a bit too long. But what I hope you get from this episode of the podcast is the lighting of a spark in your mind's eye that you can do this and that you have nothing to lose if you coach your passions on my coaching programme. Because the worst that can happen is that nothing changes. But what you will have gained is a wealth of experience to try another passion. And I'll be there for that too. And what is more likely to happen is that my system will work for you. And what you can then do is rinse and repeat the system and try out another passion, just as I did, with the benefit that you could potentially have two new income streams that are bringing in money for your best life plans. So grab your inspiration and your confidence and join my coaching programme. I'm waiting to welcome you to the start of your best life plan. You can register for the programme at Living Your Best Life in Africa forward slash start your side hustle. Remembering that Africa is spelt with a K. And you can also find the same registration link at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this episode. Classes start on the 29th of January 2022. Me? 
I am so looking forward to seeing you there. Until then, you've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And until my next episode, I'm out. Thank you.